could only lead to defeat. She had to keep going, to find a way to move forward. She looked again at the tarpaulin and felt her stomach lurch for the girls beneath it. The shape of their bodies, dumped in the corner like next winter's firewood, was imprinted on her vision, slipping across her eyes like bright shapes that had been flashed at her in the dark. Dan, he said, easing himself up onto the old metal stool. Come on now, and being friendly, and you aren't. It doesn't matter how I knew, Chris. It only matters now that I do know, she said, glad the words had come out strong and clear, but struggling to swallow as her throat seemed to stick to itself whenever she tried. And I'm not the only one that knows. He smiled and shook his head. You knowing doesn't matter at all, he said, and looked at her in such a charming way that Dan was sure he must have practised it. She could imagine him rehearsing the way he tilted his head and how far he opened his mouth. Everything he did now seemed to be a carefully practised movement, all designed, developed and delivered to hide what it was that propelled him underneath. Let's not pretend anyone else knows you're here, he continued. John Granger would be standing at your heel, panting and awaiting his mistress's orders if he had even an inkling of what you're doing. Hamilton tilted his head again. A look between friends that said Dan must know he was right. And Roger Blackett would hardly send his golden girl into the breach so poorly prepared. I think even he would realise that you versus me is a fairly obvious inequality of arms, don't you think? Dan managed to swallow. Come now, Dan. We don't send investigators out alone to scrutinise their colleagues. We don't let them break into their colleagues' homes and search through their colleagues' personal waste. We certainly don't send little girls out on their own to catch the bad men. Not with the sheer number of poor young things that have gone missing this past thirty years or so. He smiled at her, as though they were sharing an inside joke. So I know you're freelancing here, and you do too. So, I'll ask again. How did you know? He was watching her so closely that Anne was frightened to look away from him, knowing that he could follow her eyes wherever they went. But she needed to know her surroundings, needed to look around and form a plan. She needed a weapon. She would have to fight for her life. Hamilton was a big man, gristly, not bulky. Dan knew he spent a great deal of his time compulsively training for triathlons that he rarely did, and disappearing alone onto the moors, fell-running and camping. He was physically superior, and his manner said he knew it. Standing in his garage, with the sour smell of slowly rotting flesh assaulting her nostrils, Dan realised that she barely recognised this man. The same man that she'd worked with on and off for almost ten years. Don't let your mind wander, Dan, he said. Just answer my question. Because I really and genuinely want to know. You might say that, at some point in the future, my freedom could depend on it. How many did you kill? Dan asked, using the question as permission to turn away from him, to look in the direction of the tarpaulin and the bodies beneath it, to let her eyes dart around and catalogue everything that was near to her. There was a spade, leaning against the wall a few metres to her left. It looked big and heavy and used, albeit some time ago. There were large clumps of dry mud stuck to the surface of the dull metal blade. There was space around her, enough space to swing it, 
and the only other potential weapon was a pair of head shears leaning against the wall only a foot or so closer to her than the spade. She looked back to him and knew that he'd seen her looking, had read her intent. I just want to say now, Dan, that for the record, I decided several years back not to take you. Oh, how we come to regret these decisions, he said, chuckling and shaking his head. I don't want you to feel bad about that, that I didn't want you. I just thought that you might like to know that you could have lived your life out in safety, from me at least. Dan looked at him, unsure of what she could possibly say in response. A stunned silence, Hamilton said, or a stunned gratitude, perhaps. Don't be shy, Dan. Tell me how you knew, and I'll promise you that you'll be glad you did. Dan looked around the garage, then at Hamilton, calm and smiling. She needed time.